Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland. This is season three, episode six, entitled Copper Knot, written by Chio Hadari Coker and directed by J. Michael Miro. This episode was a little muted. It was involving a celebrity case, pretty straightforward, but there were a few interesting tidbits throughout. I gave it an 8.1 out of 10. Sammy is back this week and I don't think it's necessarily a new partner because we get a mention that what he's doing right now is temporary however we start to see what life is like for him six weeks later after Nate's unfortunate murder and passing he still resides in his home with his wife and he's even got himself a goatee and mustache you just call it a goatee to match his deceased partner it's time to stop what i did appreciate about the sammy side of things which is where we're gonna go first because it was only him and then the other officers and detectives we start to flesh out a little bit of his background which has been rather lackluster all we know is that he has an ex-wife named tammy but we get a little bit of information from his his ride along was his name scott i'm not sure i've seen that actor in plenty of things uh as guest spots and that is what he did in this particular episode by by reminding us where sammy came from which is basically patrol he's back in his uniform not in his detective uniform and he plans on going out back into the streets he's riding along with gangs but he had himself a very a very solid reputation out there in the hood in regards to how you treat the gangs how you build rapport in communities that was more nate's thing something he taught sammy who is a little bit of a fuck all of them they can die i don't really give a shit i'm the man up in this piece you'll never see the light of day who the fuck you think you fucking with i'm the police i run shit here you just live here king kong ain't got shit on me he's not very sociable with his partner he's like do you ever shut up he's like no it's boring as fuck out here (laughs) i love this response and you get a little bit of what it's like to be a black police officer you know i'd rather be by the hispanics than in the hood where i'm from because you know i'm being called a sellout or oreo or a coon or this that and the other thing if i want to put on this uniform it's so much more difficult for me to do my job where i where i grew up where people look just like me and then you get the juxtaposition of nate going into neighborhoods where he grew up with people that look just like him and teaching a different type of method to try to help the situation basically nate was a better person and he thought he could talk to people he takes him eventually to the crime scene where nate was murdered where that one guy clearly hangs out and he believes is responsible for the murder of nate he either ordered it or allowed it to to go down he spots one of the little uh kid bangers and we've seen 
we've seen his relationship with other kid bangers how he's tried himself to to treat them with a certain bit of you know respect or try to help them out of their situation where you see in this case one he's holding his hands as if he's ready to fight he wants to punch something he wants to be violent and he chases his kid no one's around and he tries to drown him in one inch of a bit of water because he wants him to take a message <laughs> to said if you would have stayed at school you would have known that it doesn't take much to drown you but he said tell him look sammy's back sammy bryant the sammy bryant y'all used to know the motherfucker i'm back he also gets news this episode that nobody kind of cares about which is the fact that he is the dna daddy of tammy's baby i'm not sure why you're trying to hold on to that cross i mean (laughs) i'm not saying you shouldn't want to be there for your child but i felt like that's you holding on to something and it ain't got nothing to do with that baby it ain't got nothing to do with that baby that's just y'all both are hot messes and hot messes with each other and bringing this child into it like it's all is it almost better no it's not but it's only (sighs) but he tells him the dude tries to show him his children he barely gave a passing glance like i don't give a fuck but then you tell me to shut the fuck up you acting like an asshole then you want to say i'm going to be a father i'm the dad okay i'm glad congratulations in your bullshit situation then he takes it back to the crime scene as I stated earlier he explains he couldn't get to him which this uh goes back to lydia speaking to russ when she says once you get over the fear of dying there's only two things you worry about one being thrown under the bus by the department and secondly not being able to get to your partner when they need you and i think that was a very powerful statement after seeing sammy pretty much talk about how he could not get to his partner and that was that is the the trauma that he's still dealing with because this man over here he trying to just give him some some word of wisdom you know which is not good word of wisdom but it's 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 their rules they kill us we kill them point blank it goes back and forth but we got to be smart about this shit okay just be going off half cocked (laughs) Uh, i love how he's explaining to him how nate was murdered and who he was and then he just very casually as everyone keeps coming out of their house we need back up here uh on corner of whatever and whatever because shit's about to go down in a minute and if we are going to do this once again like i said can we not can we not but he really just came here because he wants again because the one dude's like that's him that's the dude (laughs) and he's like do you know where you are he's like oh i know exactly where the fuck i am i just came to tell you i ain't going nowhere you can't get rid of me bitch i'm not going nowhere i'm not going no fucking where so this of course is what sammy will be doing the next or the rest of the season (laughs) wanting to find the guy that killed his partner or dismantle the organization that allowed it to happen and they intend to do that with uh with not staying within the rules of the of the police force so it is getting very very Denzel Washington up in this piece and that's pretty much where Sammy was 
uh i feel bad for him him also coming home with the kid waking up being like are you gonna die like my daddy is gonna die like what the fuck and now he's kind of stepped into the role because that kid has now transferred his feelings for his father onto to sammy he won't eat until he gets home he's not excited he's depressed that's not good for him y'all need to get that boy in some counseling sammy needs to move the fuck out and he needs to figure out his own situation because he can't be raising no kid in somebody else's house with their family and then the wife being like oh are you hungry i made tacos and he doesn't know what to do you can tell he's stuck he's stuck where he is and her being like i would have packed you a lunch something that she always did for nate he feels guilty about that too it's like i'm over here kind of slipping into the role that belonged to him because in all honesty it feels as if sammy very much admired and and cared about his mentor and that personal connection meant a lot to him i believe it was like life-altering changing for him and he always envied his friend the thing that he had his wife his kids his wonderful family you know even with they they little bit of problems that they had you know he always was able to maintain both because he had that such strong foundation at home and that's what sammy wanted and now he kind of sort of has let's go over to the murder case uh these two celebrities are in a nasty divorce and the man that he or she had an affair with plus the the woman herself is murdered having their heads chopped off with the samurai sword that happens to also be missing the the husband also happens to have an injury even though he admits that he's been training but this is enough probable cause to get an arrest warrant and that's fair but what happens next is basically exactly the the downside of social media about how everyone automatically assumes guilt they they capitalize and market a tragedy even the cop that's there at the crime scene the one i think that really said it was lydia because she gave him the side eye for making that tor- terrible ass joke like i knew she could give head but what did he say <laughs> they always make that excuse well you have to laugh through the pain but that also is somebody and you know somebody cared about that somebody that's somebody's mother and just because you around yo yo cop friends you think that it that behavior is okay because you're disconnecting from the victim here and it's still an insensitive horrible thing to say about someone i mean i'm sure she knew who she was she didn't need you to step up and remind her on her you know while looking at her corpse right it's just ugh, ugh. that was horrible both lydia and all three of them are over there russ shows up all three detectives are of color so of course the precinct needs to send what did they call them lord launchley or something achoa comes out and says that i just don't like you do you have a reason you don't like me not really i just don't you're white and but to be fair achoa i don't know how anybody could like you ain't the most likable person ever like not even a little bit but she just i don't know what it is that she really hates about russ i think that she just real mad because no one's ever going 
to to replace Russ in Lydia's mind as far as being the ideal partner and she does make that you sure you two didn't have sex no we never what are you talking about and we do get a little bit more about Lydia's personal life a little bit but we understand that personal life is is not a lot going on but we'll get back to that part going back to the murder case and the social media blaming him they made the ringtone that's horrible and the only person that actually believed this man because she was following what he was saying and not who he was was Lydia and while she understood why people why people would begin to believe he's a suspect particularly after the divorce attorney shows up and plays all of the horrible things that he says by calling her a bitch saying why are you having sex downstairs you cheated on me and the kids upstairs sleep i mean i'm kind of with uh i'm kind of with homeboy uh, john like people fight i've seen domestics turn all it takes is one one time and words that become actions but people also do fight and say horrible things and they don't actually act on them a lot of people do so it's what i got from this story is all about public opinion the way in which it can shift and lead a story that media controls the image that people see that people don't that other people that are just casually looking i mean they had the story almost everywhere even in the the kid's house um where the uncle died how media turns things so prolifically that that's the only topic anybody is talking about or or being aware of so i i thought all those things were very very strong then there's the matter of the crime scene leaked photos now i know lydia didn't do it i don't believe achoa would and the black guy looked like he has it out for lydia i don't know i'm just being petty with that so i would say that daryl's down who could have possibly leaked the the crime scene photos to the press just throwing that out there i know but i'm not going to say in case you know maybe you didn't tap into that but i think that you can eliminate the suspects very quickly <laughs> very very quickly um it looks more like he did it as well the the celebrity i keep forgetting i don't even know his name i don't think i wrote it down but he also inherits like custody of the children and she was going to get full custody and they had already settled on 25 million but now he gets the whole 200 million so he's got the motive but he's not acting like someone who is guilty something that lydia brings up like hey he's not sleeping which is something a guilty person would do and she's like that's an old wives tale that's when russ comes in and when he finds out that he's being paroled or that he's getting out on bail he's pissed he's like oh hell no this ain't gonna happen this is not okay and everyone seems to think that he's just gonna get away with it which makes it all the tragic that he would shoot himself in the head and then you have john saying you know he saved everyone so much money by by just you know killing himself i think he's guilty and it just goes to show until someone is 
proven innocent they are guilty despite what we say that you're innocent until proven guilty no it's you're guilty until enough evidence is presented to exonerate you and i do mean completely exonerate you because in the press if you're a celebrity or if you get even a lot of media attention people are going to have different opinions and they're going to stick with those opinions even if it may seem that they are correct because even ben is like i don't know uh lydia is put on administrative work until ied iud internal affairs investigates whether or not she's the one that leaked the the photo to the press as well as the the voicemail russ tries to tell her everything's going to be fine but she's on the verge of tears and that's after she had to listen to her mom having sex at 2 a.m in the morning but she a girl you better move out i don't know what you expected <laughs> mama doing her thing she also declines going on a date and ochoa asks like okay why are you not enjoying your celebrity because she's a humble person and she doesn't like all that attention she says she won't date another cop because she doesn't actually want to talk shop while they're in bed together but at the same time what else are you going to like that is when you're married to your job you may say you don't want that in your personal life but it's exactly what happens so that's where we leave lydia at the end of the episode them finding the actual culprit that killed them that was obsessed with both celebrities and it's uh how we always look at the obvious suspect and not you know the fact that these people are prey to predators as well let's go to john lennon let's go to jody foster who didn't you know luckily didn't die or those that broke into people's homes they could be victims just as much as anyone else actually since they're open to the public they become a little bit more vulnerable and more harshly you know dragged because people love to see those who have have it taken away it feels like they're justice to the world people are really fucked up achoa said uh my boyfriend can't talk because he's too busy doing other things with his mouth she's like nasty now people say stuff like that you're not even shocked you're just like girl and then you move on versus lydia she's like oh my god i can't believe you said that let's talk about john and ben not much going on except john gets out of bed he's got a lover you've seen him before in the garden i think he did his his long hair he is trying not to take pills he's putting the pills down he's still feeling a lot of pain but he hasn't taken himself to the place where he needs to go i know that mimi said or not mimi shy said she was a little exhausted with this but i think that's his arc for the season i think it's just like i said something that's been revving up and is is becoming a little bit of a a a crisis for him you even have been saying you can sit down you know and he's like well if the department wanted me to have a chair then i would be sitting at a chair but your pride is a lot before the fall the pride usually comes before the fall (laughs) and he was incorrect you know 
he's upset because they are doing which he made a lot of points he says look when michael jackson died there was 3900 people cops here just because we're protecting the other people that live on this street the billionaires to keep paparazzi from stepping on their their lawn versus all of the all of the fucking crime that's going on there's a call that they have to listen to that's being ignored just because they're babysitting a house not even people in the house just the house and they make the people on the street feel safe and that's something at the expense of the mayor but she hauls bullshit on and he's absolutely correct and you have been coming back with hey i happen to like michael jackson (laughs) and just so you know that there were no murders in south central that day because all the gangsters were home watching his funeral procession i'm like that's south central bro as far as arguments go it's just not the strongest when the husband comes back he's had enough he's disgusted he's already heard the ringtone he's heard what he said about his wife he's already judge jury executioner style says fuck what commander says we're gonna go to this fucking possible dead body you had uh you have been over there like yeah i'm putting in the smell shit you can go ahead and smell it but you probably after so many just become impervious to the smell he's like i'm not they find a dead uncle who died of a heart attack and his poor nephew is in there for three days just eating what he can pissing i know that baby stunk but he picked him up he was kind to him because he knew that was a baby and the commander comes in it's like why ain't you at your post with all due respect he didn't even say with all due respect he's like i'm not fucking babysitting that kid was in there for three days that's ridiculous i'm doing real police work get your ass back over there why because the guy died so (laughs) you need to watch his body roll out on a gurney because it's going to be press and then he says afterwards now we're going back to real police work there was a clear clear through through and through this episode which was everybody's on their phone all the time you could tell this this was in 2000 and something like 11 yep 2011 because now 10 years later people be on their phones when they're in the middle of a conversation with somebody it depends on who you are though and what your people is like if i'm just getting to know you and you're on your phone that's that's a no-no but if i'm hanging out and we talked and i decided to just play on my phone a little bit that's just the that's a normal part of society whether for better or worse people like to be consistently distracted and you see in 2011 they're trying to make some moralistic statements about it but it doesn't change a goddamn thing (laughs) it's it it happened it's the new culture and we could talk about how it's better when they were just running around the neighborhood for predators to eventually come upon and how things are better but they the it's it's a matter of progress always comes with negatives but it also comes with a lot of positives and those positives are within are are subjective to your own personal beliefs and biases i personally am not like a, a huge oh my god people on social media i mean i know what it is i know the the the, the tragedy <laughs> that it could be 
but i'm not saying that oh our lives were so much better when we just didn't have it and i think i'm in that middle zone where i didn't grow up with a phone there's a rotary phone and i see where we're at and i see where my daughter's on her phone i don't look at it like that i just think that people need to stop being so easily distracted by other people and start maybe i don't know looking to certain other things to open up their own horizons i don't think that's a, I, I think that's something that's overlooked as a positive because it's much easier to critique it that's pretty much the gist of the episode not much more to talk about we do have feedback so let's hop into the mailbag and hear what queen mimi ha- i keep saying mimi fuck so sorry shy queen shy shy on high has to say about this episode of southland hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for southland season three episode six um this one was very somber type of an episode if that's the best way i can describe it we have um sammy going back to work and him wanting basically taking out i guess going through his uh therapeutic process of <laughs> process of grieving i should say in this aspect uh we're in the anger um it said it's been six weeks according to sal so since nate's death which uh i mean it's unfortunate i liked nate as a character we didn't get too much of him um before he passed away i would have liked to have delved a little bit more into uh, the dynamic with involving his daughter that was his sister that was braised lazar's sister they really didn't i mean they touched on it which is nice um but i i guess the main thing i mean i guess if it wasn't for the fact that we got more of Sammy and Tammy than I ever really wanted <laughs> and not enough of other characters that I would have much rather had saw more of in, in their personal lives and all that stuff. But um, still sad. Um, the only thing I thought was really strange about Sammy, and I get that happens, uh, especially... Um, cops and their their code and all that stuff and they um but my thing is you're staying with nate's wife and his you know nate's family you're staying at their home and then you're going out there and you know trying to be rambo challenging these gangbangers like they can't find out where you live where you're you know where you're staying that kind of thing so i'm like if you're gonna put yourself at risk don't do that with other people you know you do you boo you go out there on your own and you just have that whatever moment you need to have but then you're like putting your partner or your driving partner i think that's his permanent partner at risk by your actions and what you're doing and then you're putting Nate's family at risk because you're going home, you know, to to them at the end of the day. And it's like, it doesn't take much. I mean, I know this was, what, 10 years ago, but it, it still doesn't take much to find out where people live. Uh, it ain't that hard. So 
yeah that's my only thing it's like if you're gonna do that you do that on your own you go live off by yourself i don't even know why he's still living there to be honest but um i mean i guess it's therapeutic you know him helping out with nate's family and all that stuff but now you're trying to go rogue and do some crazy shit and you know you definitely don't want to have collateral damage um while you're working out what you what he needs to work out so that was my only thing that i had an issue with, well the things i had an issue with along with um with that story um with lydia's story um so i'm not i'm not understanding uh like what what did they resolve the guy the actual killer was he the one that leaked the pictures is that what we're to take from that because obviously we know lydia didn't do it um but yeah i guess that's you know because i don't know if they're going to address it that she was on desk duty um while they resolved that issue so i'm assuming that they're gonna um that's that's what happened and that's it's just funny how it's like no we didn't get like the actual investigation into the the murder because i was intrigued like because i had a feeling it wasn't him because of again everybody thinking it's him that that most must mean it's not him but i thought we would get more of the investigative side of that because i was really curious as to who it was that did it but i guess the who per the who did it person wasn't that interesting just some random fan of some random person i don't know um they kind of threw that in at the end that it was somebody else after he killed i'm like really i mean he didn't even wait long it's like what you got kids you got your little girls that are wanting their daddy that loves their daddy they just lost their mom but i mean i always say that i mean people um are uncomfortable when you talk about suicide and the fact that I'm not even gonna go into my thoughts on that but you know he didn't you're not they're not thinking about um the living and who they are leaving behind they're in that moment of grief of you know whatever it is they're going through mentally and so it's hard it's they're not thinking beyond that to oh yeah my children and you know especially when we know that he's innocent he just couldn't you know get past it i guess didn't think that it was gonna get resolved and who can't i mean you can't really blame him because there's plenty of innocent people in prison um on charges that on on things that they didn't do but you know the justice system is the justice system so it's not like the most reliable thing in the world either um i like how uh what's lydia's partner's name just ochoa uh she <laughs> um i don't even know why she doesn't like um russ i mean it's, i mean she's just i don't like you i mean i'm not understanding her reasoning because i don't i don't know what he's done other than i guess him being white and getting up to the a certain uh position because he was she was talking about that with the other guy that already the robbery and homicide guy how you know must be nice kind of thing so maybe there's some resentment there more so than anything but she was questioning Lydia about um her and Russ's relationship 
which at times it does seem like it's kind of is a little bit more than friends type of thing the way they are sometimes but um yeah they're they i mean it just gives that hint of that from time to time not all the time um but yeah especially i mean they're just really close especially when they were partners and right after um he got hurt and all that stuff it just seemed it went deeper than just your regular run-of-the-mill partner 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 type um thing and um of course we got to see russ do what russ does with which i and i agree because what leah said is true from previous um seasons he does empathize with the women victims and all that stuff so he's very he has a soft spot because to the point where i thought it was i have talked about it at one time and you gave you elaborated on it a little bit more that's all i have for this one um john and cooper and ben they um, i don't know they just um they weren't doing anything too much i'm just curious about when is cooper gonna (laughs) i mean do something with his back because we're on season three he's been having back problems since season one so i'm kind of like okay dude when you gonna uh, you gotta be tired at some point of being in constant pain i know he loves his job and you know the risk of not being able to do it is very real for him but at the same time your quality of life has to suck because it just i mean i was having i was feeling sorry for, you know like i was feeling for him and speaking from someone who did have back issues when i was in the military it sucks it hinders so much of what you can do that there's just no way i can't i just can't imagine the fact that he's gone this long on on full duty and it's just not been able it's not been a factor because i just it's just i just can't imagine i ended up having to go to the emergency room so that's how bad it was but anyway that's all i got i'm just rambling now on that note until next time much love peace and black or magic queen of the couch shy was queen chat with her thoughts on the episode um about sammy that man is homeless and i agree with you i think we got way more sammy tammy than i and anyone ever wanted i don't know why the hell we had to deal with that that shit and that drama spoiler alert it's not over (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm gonna warn you about that well i mean i think that was clearly made in this episode right because he's the father so they brought tammy back into the situation and nobody asked for that shit uh but he was homeless before then she's sleeping in his house you know that's where all his money is it sucks when you get divorced (laughs) and your wife has cheated on you and just go live where you lived and of course you're gonna want to give it because she's got your baby now but she over there with somebody else another dude sleeping in your bed uh, with us the, the case though i was interested as well but i think it was more about the media celebrity and i kind of like the fact that it was this person like they were the victims in the situation and they both died but everyone else was was eating their corpses or, or you know taking down their characters in in the media and online on twitter before the per- real person was before a proper investigation was even enacted and that's the sadness that's the tragedy and now those two girls do not have parents 
and now they have to hear all this shit about their parents in the social media and worse now there's a photo of their mom deceased somewhere in the universe where they can access it not to mention they fucking heard everything was going on that's what Lydia was saying like I understand being evil but and being an actor but it doesn't like he's not acting like I've seen the same things y'all have seen but to me I think she's the only one still under that assumption of you are innocent until you're proven guilty whereas everyone else are like no you're fucking guilty because that makes the most sense 